What's going on? What is cracking? Is it cracking? Is it lacking? Is it clacking? What's going on? It's your boy, Fat Samurai Guy, and Lady Fablood. I don't think you were sure about any of what you just said. It's fun. I'm off the cuff, man. Okay. You don't know what's going to come out. <laughs> what is going on, Movie Dojo Army and everybody watching right now? What is going on? Another odd uh, time of the day. Uh, we're doing a little live stream discussion. We're going to uh, talk about Squid Game a little bit and uh, go into spoilers and uh, Venom 2, Electric Boogaloo. Let there be carnage uh, with spoiler talk as well. We we tried to do it in the car when we reviewed Venom, but uh, we kind of ran out of time and we couldn't do it. So we're like, ah, we'll do a little bit of a live stream here and uh, hang out with all you badasses and talk movies and TV shows. Who's here in the house? Who do we have today? Omniblast, what is going on? That's right. What is cracking? I hope you're doing well. Omniblast, we got King Venom. Zilla in the house. How you doing, my friend? We got AJ Mason. Oh, yeah. We got Kevin Lambert. Kaiju goodness. Oh. Oh, shit. Look who's here. <laughs> Look who's here. It's your boy Tino. What's going on, my friend? How you doing? All right. And Eric, what's going on? All right. We got enough badasses hanging out with us today. On a very odd time of the day, but it's fun. It's like, you know, fuck it. Any, any way to sneak her in. <laughs> you got to do it around these times. Uh, what's up, Brad? What's going on? What's cracking? Shogun, what's cracking? How you doing? All right, let's Hush go. up, Brad. <laughs> Enough for you, dude. <laughs> oh, man. All right, so... Uh, Let's go ahead and get into Squid Game. First of all, we had a very interesting weekend. I had a very rare three-day weekend. Uh-huh. Uh, we, we decided to go out to uh, the Chino Plains of Fame to check out the, uh, the B-17 uh, Sentimental Journey. They were doing uh, tours. You could go in and actually get inside the B-17. So Thursday, fun. Friday, we went and saw one of the dumbest movies <laughs> ever made a la venom 2 and we were hearing all about this korean sensation that is sweeping netflix called squid game yeah i didn't yeah. see anything about it he was just like hey we got to check this out everyone's talking about it so after we came home uh from venom uh we pretty much dove right into squid game and Binged that from Friday all the way into Saturday. Killed yeah. that Saturday. And then we watched the Stepfather film. Right, which we'll not talk about today. So, yeah. uh, and... We may talk about it tomorrow. Saw a couple of cheesy B-movies also, aside from yeah. that. So, we yeah. had a really full, robust yeah. weekend. Very yeah. interesting weekend. So, uh, <laughs> we decided, yeah, let's take today. I got a few... I got a little bit of time before I got to dive yeah. into my six-day week. Six-day work week, yeah. She's and, um, busy, 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 man. And uh, so, uh, yeah, Squid Game. I yeah. I cannot yeah. tell you how irritated I am that I have to keep resorting to South Korean media, both television and films, for my entertainment because Hollywood repeatedly is letting me down. <laughs> <laughs> Why? <laughs> Well, you know, 
you know, foreign countries take more risks with things. You know what I mean? Uh, sometimes we get some good shit over here, but I, it seems to be rare. But then again, not everything from Korea is great now. Don't forget about Peninsula. It's true. Don't forget about Peninsula it's bullshit. It's true. Uh, but my, my, uh, when we got done watching Squid Game, it was, well, I think I turned to you and I said, man, it's really nice to watch a show and, and, and just like, yay, it wasn't a waste of fucking time. Like we weren't like horribly disappointed because sometimes things get overhyped. Right. And that was one of the reasons why we wanted to hurry up and binge it during the weekend because we knew there were going to be tons of spoilers, and, you know, we didn't want any things to be spoiled, so. Mm, which we're going to do the shit out of today, so I'm sorry. <laughs> if you haven't watched it, you might want to. It's in the title, it's in the description, yeah. and, it's, and it's right here. Yeah. Right there, so. And, and Spoiler alert, spoiler and it warning. Took, it took nine episodes to give me a satisfying experience that I yeah. do not get in seven years of a fucking TV series, of, of any given TV series. Because yeah. something that we excel at here in the States is we just overstay our welcome and we drag shit out and we just we have to keep things going because oh we got to make that money yeah. we have to sacrifice the story right. for the sake of oh money 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 it's like no you should have ended this 5 years ago you know or several seasons ago and you know that's unfortunately and yeah, yeah you know this this could very well go into a season 2 Right, which we'll talk about. But at the same time, I still got a satisfying experience the first right. time around. Right, right, right. But yeah, let's go ahead and talk a little bit about Squid Games. That's right. Plot synopsis. Hundreds of cash-strapped players accept a strange invitation to compete in children's games. Inside, a tempting prize awaits with deadly high stakes. A survival game that has a whopping 45.6 billion one prize at stake or their very own PS5. <laughs> uh, another reason why I want, I, what kind of motivated me to watch this was our boys was in this. Mm. Uh, Byung-Hun Lee is a badass. A Bittersweet Life, The Good, The Bad, The Weird. I mean, this guy's phenomenal. I Saw the Devil. He is amazing. So we were like, anything this guy is in. The we, Magnificent Seven. If you want to include that. <laughs> that, was that was a joke. He was good at it. He I mean, fine. yeah, I mean, you know, yeah. if you want to include him in that. But uh, yeah, that was one of the reasons uh, why we really wanted to watch it. So uh, let's see here. I'm just checking out some of the comments here. Uh, Nate Dog says Hollywood, uh, especially for the past 10 years, have been playing it way too safe. Brolicon says Hollywood is doing the subvert expectations way too much nowadays. That Yeah, that's kind of true, yeah. Uh, let's see here. All right, so let's go ahead and talk a little bit about it here. So uh, we have the character of Homewrecker. All right, Homewrecker, <laughs> basically, uh, this guy, he lives with his mother. He steals from his mother to appease his gambling habits. Uh, he's a horrible father and husband. I mean, he, he does love his daughter. He loves his daughter, but... You know, obviously, she, you know, him and his wife are not together anymore. She's with another brother. And, you know, he does care for his daughter, but he's just, everything horrible in his life is this, is, is this guy's fault. You don't really feel uh, bad for this character until a little bit later when you, with, with really good writing and character development, you actually start to like the character uh, later, especially when you get to the Squid Games. But, uh, 
Go, you t- take over whenever you want. Oh uh, well, okay. So first of all, let me just let me just kind of put this out there because what's going to happen with this series? It's the same thing that happened with the film Parasite. People are going to come late to the game. Yeah, and they're going to watch this and they're going to go, "Oh well, this is just Running Man meets Battle Royale. What's the big deal?" Okay, there's a fair point. You've seen this plot in other shapes and forms yeah. before. There's a lot of shows like this out there. There, it, we, it's there's a lot of movies and media mm-hmm. out there with this similar plot, with the similar structure. In that you've got a bunch of desperate people who who are gathered up, who want money, and who are forced to do really terrible things. Mm-hmm. And and at some point, you figure out that a bunch of rich people are behind it. Uh, right. Uh, what surviving the game? Uh, I mean, there's, there's a, yeah, there's a lot. Yeah, there's yeah. there's other media. Hard out there. target. Right, <laughs> right. There, as as the gods will is similar. There's there's, there's a lot. There's other media yeah. out there that have done this. Yeah. But what this series specializes in is that you you get a lot of complexities that you're not going to get in a lot of these other pieces of media because you have nine episodes. Uh, ranging from 50 minutes to an hour. The shortest episode is episode, I think... Was it seven? I think it's episode seven or eight. Right. uh, Where it's only 30 minutes long, just about 31 minutes long. And uh, again, all the stories are utilized to complete perfection in that they, they tell the story they need to tell. They get in, they get out, but none of them feel like they drag. None of them feel like they're fluff. Right. And... Each of the characters are given the development that they need. Yeah. And they're given the backstory that they need. Even the the, the, the main character, um, you know, he yeah, he's a loser. And yeah, he as soon as he gets a little bit of cash in his hand, he's gonna spend it and he's you know, he's gonna be wasteful and he's gonna do the wrong thing. And then you kinda find out that he's had this kind of traumatic past. He worked at this factory at one point and the day his daughter was born, there was this terrible strike at his factory, and he watched a friend of his die. And, uh, you know, there's this weird story behind, you know, his bullshit and all of his bad habits. And, you know, does it excuse what he does? No. But he grows a lot throughout the story. Mm-hmm. Um, there's this golden boy of his particular province that he lives in that he gets this backstory, and he is a terrible person. <laughs> But you kind of understand what he's trying to do to survive. But, oh, my God, he's a terrible person. He's an absolutely atrocious person. But everybody, not everybody, but a lot of people do a lot of terrible things to survive. Right. And you kind of understand where they're coming from. And that's the thing that you're going to get in this story that you're not necessarily going to get in a lot of the other shorter versions of this story. Right, right, right. And uh, some of the twists and turns, um, not necessarily all of them, I would say, pay off. There's this subplot where there's a cop that shows up, mm. and you find out that his brother played the game several right. years ago, and right. he's involved in the Squid Game, and he's actually kind of like a sub-commander of the whole thing. I'm not really sure why we had all of that, because it doesn't really resolve in any way, but... It was right. a thing that happened. Yeah. It was kind of like a little extra layer. Um, You're talking about this character. The cop? 
Yes. Okay. The cop. Right. Um, and his brother, the big, the big, the big reveal is front right. front man. The big big reveal. Who's kind of in charge of the games? Who's not? He's, he's not, like the second in command. Of the right. Game. Is played by our boy uh, Byung Hun Lee here. Right. Uh, you find out. It's revealed. Well, he discovers. He discovers. Right. He discovers at one point because he went missing, and he he you know finds out that hey, my brother played this game several years ago, and he won. And he won. Yeah. And. Well, why did he come back, and why did he decide to be a ringleader for these games? Yeah, well, we don't know. we don't find out. We don't out. really know. Yeah, and yeah. the cop ends up getting shot. Right. Does he survive? Probably not. Eh, you know. I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say, before the before the success of this show. Hold on, before the success of the show, this character is dead. Ah. Uh. Now that the show is successful, he's not dead. <laughs> he just got shot in the shoulder, right. fell off the cliff. You know, they're, right. they're probably going to do something like that. Uh, right. But we'll, we'll, go, we'll talk about that uh, a little bit later. But Right. So the, the most interesting thing that I found was in the very first episode, uh, you get a bunch of backstory. And uh, so uh, the main character comes across this this card he he gets he he gets invited to the game he you get you get you get you get jumped into the first game which is red light green light yeah, yeah. and that's where <laughs> the first shit goes down <laughs> and oh my god the theme throughout the whole series is that every single horrible game yeah. where everybody's brutally mowed down it's all based on children's games that right. they play in Korea right and uh, the red light green light is as it says you the little doll the big doll's head turns around the, the eyes are motion sensors yeah and as soon as the the doll's heads turns around you better freeze and your yeah. times you have x amount of minutes to get across the finish line if that doll sees you move you're gonna get blown away and nobody nobody understands it at first they think it's a joke right and as soon as everybody starts to realize what's going on now first there are 456 people in the in the uh um in the game and as soon as everybody starts to realize, oh shit, people are dying, they panic, and so like a ton of people are just blown away in the oh, first yeah. couple, like the first couple of seconds of yeah. the game. And so, once the game starts to really get going, you're introduced more to kind of the the core cast, as it were. Right. And by the end of the game, people start to realize, oh shit, this is real. Yeah. And by yeah. the end of that first game, people are introduced to the rules. And one of the rules is that if the majority decides that they want to leave, mm-hmm. you can go. You don't yeah. get anything, but you can go. And so right. there's this big debate and people take a vote and it's very, very close, but majority rules, everybody leaves. And this one, I was tripping out because I, you know this this whole first game was like so violent and satisfying, you know, when when uh, when our when uh, when Homewrecker uh, rate wakes up, I'm just gonna call him Loser. When Loser wakes up, and there's like hundreds upon hundreds of people there, like just a huge amount of people there, I was like, "Ooh, big body count! Mm-hmm. Big body count's coming! All right, you we fun!" <laughs> right. And uh, you know, especially when this character showed up, I love this old man. At first, right. I love this old man. At first, I was like, "Dude, this guy's my favorite character because he's just having fun during the games." You know, at the time, mm-hmm. I, I loved the character at the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, yeah, people got destroyed, mowed down, and it was a very entertaining sequence. But that's what tripped me big time 
was the the episode after that where they let people go. Yeah. If they wanted to go, everybody went home. That was that was insane All because those- I was like, how can you? But then but then when they you know loser goes and runs to the cops and tells them all this crazy, insane stuff that's like a fantasy world to the cops. They're like, are you on drugs? Like, do you need do you need help? <laughs> you know, and he describes right. what's happening. They're like, right. okay. So, the, so no one believes them. So, of course, they're going to let people go. So, And, know? of course, not everybody wanted to leave because right. they wanted a shot at that money. You know, once everybody was panicking, once once everybody everybody saw the bodies and all the blood and everything. Yeah. But once they saw, oh shit, there's a giant cash prize involved, and mm-hmm. they realized that one person's gonna walk out of here with forty six billion dollars or whatever it is. Yeah. They're like, oh, people. Some people started to really fucking calm down. Mm-hmm. Um. So, but majority ruled, and so they all got to leave. And so the next episode, hell is where you start to see the aftermath of what people are dealing with in their lives after the fact. And a lot of people start to realize my life is still shit. Yeah. And it's inescapable. I'm still in debt and I can't, I can't get out of it. You know, some people are, you know, you find out that the golden boy, uh, of the village that they live in, that, that loser and, you know, um, 218. Right. Um, that they, Judas. he, uh, you know, he's up to his ass in debt. It's not just, it's not just the loser. Um, he's up to his ass in debt. He's put up all this shit as collateral. Uh, he sold his, he basically lost his mom's little, uh, restaurant. It's not a restaurant. It's like a, it's like a stand. It's like a food stand. Yeah. And his mom doesn't know, you know, his mom is thinking that he's in America being successful and all this. And, but no, the cops are looking for him. Like it's, it, the, like the equivalent of the feds almost it's he's in really bad shape mm-hmm. you know but he's too much of a coward to say anything yeah you know he's in he's in a lot of financial trouble um and you see you see all these other sub characters and and the aftermath of them um you see the the young female um the right. she's kind of like the pickpocket pickpocket sure yeah. um who they she had an encounter with loser character earlier um she you see her uh you find out she's a north korean defector um her her brother is in an orphanage right now because when she was crossing the border from north korea to south korea uh, her mom got caught and got sent back to the north and so she's trying to get enough money to get a house get her mom back and so her and her brother and her mom can you know live together and be a family again her brother thinks that she's, you know, abandoned him. And so she's dealing with all that shit. So she's like this really hard case. And she's like just trying to survive on her own too. And, you know, you've got all these backstories. And so a lot of people have these really harsh lives and realities that they're dealing with. And out of the 200 some odd people that survived and the majority of them decided to leave all but four people like four people decided to not go back everybody decides to go back yep to the squid game yep another by surprising the end, by the uh, end of, yeah, the, of, yeah. the, of the second episode now before we move further supposedly there was a lot of controversy that came out around around this show and we, we were so entertained by this show and it was so well done and well acted i mean come on props to this actress Who's really, this is her first gig. She's just a model. This is her first acting role. And she did a great job. So look out, you know, keep 
be on the lookout for 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 her next uh, appearance in in film or TV series here. But yeah, phenomenal job from everyone. And uh, there's so, there's a lot of you know memorable moments in the set design, and these are all real sets. This whole area right here is all one big huge set that they built. I mean, this took almost ten years. The creator. Uh, writing the script and pitching it and finally making it took almost over 10 years, you know, finally to get the green light, you know, and, and to make it. So we were so annoyed that there was any word of controversy that came out that we were like, you know what? We're so annoyed by the, by that even happening that because, because we were entertained by the show, we really liked the show that we didn't even bother wasting our time looking up what the controversy even is. Yeah. <laughs> and I'll tell you this, I'm going to throw a Hail Mary at what I think the controversy is because people were calling for this show to get banned from Netflix. And Netflix is not going to do shit. This is their number one show. They're not going to ban anything. You know, bad publicity is still good publicity, right? But here's the thing. I'm going to throw a Hail Mary here, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just assume. I could be wrong. Not going to bother looking into it. But I'm going to assume the controversy with this show is that maybe it was too violent, too brutal for audiences. I don't know. Over here in the States, I don't know. Maybe that could be it. Or people don't like reality. <laughs> people don't like to see how the, the, the dark side of Humanity really is the dark side of mankind is and shown. A lot of people don't want to watch that, you know. But despite all the crazy, you know, the insane looking sets and, uh, you know, the, the, you get the large robotic doll and, and all this motion sensor stuff, at its core, this is kind of real. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? In terms of people who are desperate, people that are down and out, will do anything for money. And this is not a new concept, mm. like you explained. Mm. This has been around forever. Mm. And I don't know if people, I don't know if that has something to do with it. They don't want to see how humanity really is, like the dark side of humanity really is. I don't know. What else could really be the, con like, what? let's ban this show. Why? The only thing I glanced at at one point was some country had problems because people were streaming the um people were streaming the series so much that it was it was like jamming up the bandwidth where were they streaming which? it was some country oh i don't know if it really? was some part of of okay of asia uh-huh that the, they were like they were like jamming up the internet <laughs> in that okay. particular part of the country right, right, right. but aside oh, wow. from that uh -huh. any other controversy i don't know i yeah. don't really know because this is no more violent than walking dead game of thrones it's, battle royale it's no <laughs> everybody remember that movie it's really no more violent than yeah. any other piece of media that i've seen in the last yeah 10 years on on regular cable television you know i i don't know maybe Maybe casuals can't take, uh, you know, a show that's just brutal and ruthless, and and like, it's not it's not a family show where you can bring Jimmy and Timmy to sit down and and watch. Like every episode is this, 
you know, yes. there's death most likely, you know, I don't, and there's people betraying each other and, you know, it's just, I don't know. I don't know. Well, let's, let's move on here. But I just wanted to kind of point that out. If you guys were, were unaware that people were petitioning to ban this show and it's just like, why? <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. We watched it and we were like, yep, that makes sense. People will do anything for money. Yeah. This is not this is not rocket science. So anyway. So go the, ahead. The third episode is when you start to see more of a formation of teams. Yeah. And teamwork. And you start to see kind of the hint of the treacherous character, the golden boy. Judas. Uh, you you yeah. kind of start to see his his kind of hints at he knows more than what he's letting on, and he's not going to say what it is because mm-hmm. he wants to survive. Right. He knows he, 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 there's a game that comes up with the honeycomb, and he, he kind of knew there was a possibility of, he knew what was going to happen, but he didn't let the rest of the teammates, he didn't, he didn't let them know what he suspected was going to happen because he wanted to be the one to survive, and he didn't want to mm-hmm. risk them surviving too in case it came down to just him and uh of course he played innocent by the end of it all oh yeah um, yeah yeah and you also get the introduction to the doctor character um who is a subplot for a couple of episodes in the show um where he there's this subplot in the series where him and a couple of the workers in the uh in the series are harvesting body parts and they find this doctor and they start trading him um, hints and clues for the next game for in exchange for harvesting body parts of, of corpses that aren't quite so mangled with bullets. So they can make some money. Right. And <clears throat> that gets the brakes put on that once uh, um, the number two finds out about it because yeah. he's like, no, that's not fair. The whole purpose of this game is so that everybody who is in here has not had a fair chance in life. Right. right. And everybody in here deserves a fair shot at this money. Mm-hmm. And you giving them hints is not fair. I don't care if you sell body parts. You can do whatever you want to these corpses. But right. you giving this guy hints is not fair. And so he, he shoots the worker and then he shoots the doctor as soon as he finds out about all that after a couple of episodes. Um, so uh, that... That was a thing that happened for a while. Um, so the the team the team aspect goes on for several episodes until uh, basically episode six. Yeah, man. <laughs> Which is the the one. The the the, 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 the <laughs> team the team aspect came into to effect again when they had like a tug of war game, which was crazy. Uh, I think my favorite um, was this game. This was like my favorite. Mm. I mean, the red light, green light was fun, but this one was my favorite in terms of suspense building. The glass bridge. Yeah, the glass bridge was pretty crazy, man. I enjoyed that one. That was nuts. But yeah, this this episode was really like, man, like wow. I mean, you know, think of it. Think of think of it at this point. We still really like the old man, and the show you know, over the course of good storytelling and stuff like that, we kind of grown to like loser guy here, 456. And it, 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 
comes down to the wire, you know. There was this sense of like, hey, let's work together until, you know, to survive. But at some point, eventually, we're, you know, it's everyone for themselves. And he actually tries to fool the old man. Right. You know, and I was like, this is kind of fucked up, but I understand you're going to get shot in the head. You know what I mean? Like, I get it. Yeah, you actually have an interesting dynamic in, in, in the Marvel game where everybody has to split up. And at that point, teamwork had been a good thing in the games. Teamwork had had meant you survived. Yeah. And in this game, it was a twisteroo where you team up. So everybody's like, okay, team up with me, bestie. And in this game whoever lost died yeah and so you had an interesting dynamic where but they didn't know that at first so you had this interesting dynamic where you had two sets of people you had the loser and the old man and you had the judas and you had this other character who was from pakistan um Mm -hmm. who had also joined the team for a while and he was this he was in, he had another he was another character that had this whole fleshed out backstory and he had been he had been with them since the first episode also. and I, I liked him right it, 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 it kind of sucked when what happened to him right you know? and I was like damn it and you had this interesting you had this interesting um, parallel going on where you had two you had two you had two sets of characters each fooling each other in very different ways where you had you had one character fooling his partner very sympathetically being very sad and very upset about it and you had the other you had the other set of characters one fooling his partner with just absolute no remorse just absolutely just like yeah cold calculating just like i i have to survive i have to win this i don't care just like i will fool you and that's it. Mm-hmm. It's my life. It's my life for yours, and that's it. And it was very interesting dynamic how it was shot and how it was framed. Yeah, you had one guy crying and just yeah. like so upset, and you had the other guy just like, mm, nope, here you go. Here's your here's your fake bag of rocks. You know, yeah, it was, that was fucked up. And man. the other guy was just like, it was just so sad how the the guy found out he had this 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 sack of rocks around his neck, and it was just like. Oh yeah! Oh, my he thought, was, he thought it was the marbles, but no, it was the yeah. it was the sack of rocks. It and, was it was and, and 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 Judas here on the left was pissing me off before he even betrayed uh, the character from Pakistan because he's all like desperate. He's all like, "Hey, because of my smarts, I got you this far. So now let me win." It's like no. It's like what, what kind of deal is that? Hey, I saved your life earlier, so now die for me so I can move on. It's like. I already was like done uh, with Judas. I get it though, you know. It's you, you have to have a winner, you know. I and, get it. And then you had the the third the third dynamic with um, the pickpocket. You yeah. had this other this other female character who had been introduced about an episode prior. Yeah. Um, who had uh, been given slight backstory. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, she had joined the group for about an episode, I guess, and pickpocket up until that point you know she's 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 a street rat and she's you know stay away from me she's smart she's like you know i'm not mm-hmm. gonna be friends with anybody because it's just not it's just not a good idea you know there's no point i'm not here for i'm not here to be friends yeah. i'm here to get the money yeah i'm here to you know um i'm here to get my brother back i'm here to get my family back and blah 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 and you know her surprisingly she realizes she has nothing, and she ends up, uh, uh, the young little girl on the left of the photo here, she ends up kind of 
forfeiting in a way, right? And allowing her to allowing uh, pickpocket to to win, right? You know, because she realized she has nothing. That was that's the only reason she was even in this Squid Game or the Squid Games. She had nowhere else to go when she got out of prison for killing her father, who killed her mother. So it was just kind of you know interesting. She was like, well, pickpocket's got a brother she needs to take care of. She's got a mother. So that was unexpected, mm-hmm. her kind of giving her life for her to to make it. Mm-hmm. So now it comes down to the final three here, uh, Judas, Loser, and Pickpocket. And, man, you know, when they gave them that steak dinner, that was a trip, man. That was a trip. They gave them a steak dinner, you know, which up to this point, their meals have kind of been crappy, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, but steak dinner, all the trimmings. You know, once they pass, everybody, they were the only three that passed the, uh... The glass bridge. The glass bridge. Oh, the VIPs have shown up. Like, right. To the actual island, by the way, at this point. Yes, the VIPs. And they're watching it live. Right, right. And, and uh, after the glass bridge, which got blown to hell and exploded, yeah. Pickpocket gets, like, brutally injured. She gets this giant glass shard just yeah, lodged, lodged into her, her <laughs> side. But she doesn't let anybody know at first. Right, right. But that was a trip, man. Where they all all of them are dressed up nice in suits, and they're all sitting in a nice dinner table area, and they have their steak and they're drinking. They're all looking at each other, you know. And pickpockets already—you can tell she's already kind of fading because she's injured. And then when they're done eating, uh, you know, the the the, the PS Five uh, pink flamingos basically clear the table, and then they only leave their dinner knives. In front of them, I was the steak steak knives in front of them, and I was like, "Dude, this this show, yo, this show is fucking brutal, man. I love it." And of course, um, douchebag here ends up killing pickpocket, which really pisses off uh, loser here. And then we have our final finale, and then they play the Squid Game at the very end, and uh, nice little fun brutal fight. I, I'm glad the fight was kind of realistic, where it was sloppy and dirty. <laughs> you know, they they didn't break out in like martial arts fight choreography, which would have been terrible. <laughs> um, but uh, now, be honest. Mm. <clears throat> After he defeated Judas, right? Mm-hmm. He defeated Judas. Did you want him to stab Judas? I mean, he gets the money anyway. But did you want him to kill Judas? Kill that motherfucker. And then take the money, or I, was there a point to him? I, I thought it what, was. What do you think? I thought it was fitting because he was going to stab him the night before, and pickpocket stopped him, right? And said, "You're not that kind of man," right? And it just it made sense, and he was going to forfeit, and that's why he forfeited. He forfeited the game. He was like, "I quit. I stop." So none of them were going to get any money. Yeah. Until the guy stabbed himself. Yeah. Until Judas stabbed he, himself. He stopped the game. Right. He said, if we if we both agree to right. stop, we can just go home. Right. And the guard was like, hey, 456 wants to stop. And before they could actually call it off, yeah. uh, Judas stabbed himself. Right. And so that's and, how and, he ended and, up And winning. while dying, he's like, "Take you have all the money now, take care of my mother, basically. So that's I, why he killed I, himself. I thought it was fitting. I, I thought for the storytelling aspect, I thought it was fitting as well. I know. But I want that motherfucker to get killed. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, loser, fuck this motherfucker up. 
fuck him up. That's right. Yeah, I wanted him to. I wanted him to get it, but no. Story storytelling wise, I, I totally get it. I, I get it. Um, but then later, you know. So I like how he didn't touch the money. A, a so, whole year goes by. So he. So he gets. He gets. He he has this conversation yeah. with uh, the number two, and he wants to know why he wants to know this and that. None of his questions are answered. Well, not the number two. The 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 no, guy. No, no, this is in the car. Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. This go is in the car, like okay, directly okay. after the games. Okay. And he doesn't answer his questions. He's just like, just think of this all as a dream. Right. And he has his mask off and everything. And he puts the mask back on. And he starts to gas him up, and because uh, he's got the blindfold on, and he he falls asleep, throws him out of the vehicle, and he's got a debit card in his mouth. Right. He spits it out. <laughs> he goes to the nearest ATM. Yeah. And he puts the the card in and it's like enter your pin and he goes zero four five six which yeah. was his number and uh he's got the four point you know the 45.6 billion won yeah. in it and he <clears> takes <throat> out ten thousand uh won i think it is right and that's all he ever takes out of the card and he lives the the remaining next year as just like this nobody yeah. he goes home his mom has died. Right. And he, he... He goes back to drinking again. Right. Mm-hmm. And uh, so a year passes, and he comes across a card. Mm-hmm. Somebody... Oh, a lady comes up to him on the beach and says, Please, him, sir, will you buy a rose? They're going to die right. if I don't sell them by the end of the day. Right. So he she, she gives him... A, he gives him... You know, she gives him the card. She gives him the, the rose, and he sees that the card attached to it. And it says, meet, meet me at such and such place. Um, my, I don't know how to pronounce it, my ganbu, okay. which means best friend. Right, right, right. <clears throat> which is what the old man and him agreed to call each other. Right. That's what they called each other in the games. And he's like, what the fuck? So he goes to the place, and lo and behold, there's the old man yeah. lying in bed. One of my favorite characters in the show apparently turns out to be... The ringleader. <laughs> now, earlier in the show, we saw what appeared to be like a major VIP guy with a gold mask yeah. from behind with old man hands. Yeah. Take his mask off, and we never saw that character again. And we're like, oh, who's that? Okay. Never saw him again. Well, come to find out, this motherfucker who's been saying this whole time that he's had a tumor in his head and he's got, you know, memory problems and blah, blah, blah. Well, he does have a tumor in his head. Right. But he is, he's the ringleader of this whole, this whole situation. And he just wanted to participate in the games just once. Because when he was a child, he loved playing games and he never felt more alive than when he was playing and frolicking and doing all this, (laughs) all this stuff. Yeah. And, um... Yeah. But yeah, it's like, uh, you know, he kind of made a little side bet with him. You know, there was a homeless guy on the street who was cold and kind of dying and and people were just walking by and nobody was helping the homeless man. And he was just like, you know, let's play a bet. Let's see if someone actually shows up to help him. You know, he's like, do you still... Before midnight. Yeah, Yeah, before midnight. He's like, do you still believe in humanity after all that you've been through, you know? And... And he kind of, you know, and, and then Loser was kind of like, "Why? Why'd you do this?" And and he was like, "Well, all the, you know, go back to your gambling with the with the, with your gambling the horse races. You guys 
Well, the horses, you know, you guys are cattle. That's how I look at it. So that, you know, that kind of pissed them off. But somebody did eventually come by and uh, help out the, the homeless guy. Like one the, minute to midnight. Yeah, one minute to midnight. Uh, and then uh, he passes, he dies. Yeah, then, right? like like right at midnight and he turns around and he's right. like, you saw it, didn't you? You saw it, didn't you? But, right. you know. And then that kind of motivates our guy to, you know what? Let me stop wasting around here. He cleans himself up, you know. He gets himself the good old-fashioned midlife crisis <laughs> uh, hairdo here. And uh, as, I, I as, like this scene. You want to talk as, about this scene? As you do. As, as you do. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, and then he actually helps Pickpocket's brother. Right. Uh, he helps uh, <clears throat> Judas's mother. He does keep his promises. And then, uh, yeah, he gives he gives her a bunch of money with the kid. Right, right. He says, "This is the money that I owed Judas." And he's going to. <laughs> did, do, you, do we know where he was traveling it, to? It kind of seems like he was going to go see the daughter, uh, his daughter, because the daughter, ah, the daughter was right. the daughter was going to America right. with her mom that's and right. the family, that's the new right. family. Right. Um, so let's go ahead and talk about this scene. But so he's he's on the train. Now, originally, he found the first guy. The first time he ever comes across the card is when he's on the train station. He's in the he's in the subway, and he meets this guy. And the guy has a card, and he plays this game where you you place a bet, and if you win, you get a whole bunch of money. If you lose, you have to keep taking these hard slaps. Right. And the only way to get your money back is if you win. And just to show how bad how bad of a gambler you are, how bad of an addiction you have, you just keep losing and keep losing. If you if you win once, you know blah blah blah. But that's how you get the card initially. Yeah. And he he's across the aisle, to where you can't get to the guy immediately. You have to cross the bridge to get to the guy. He sees right. this guy getting the shit slapped out of him. It's the guy from. Uh, Train the, to Busan. the dad from Train to Busan, yeah. He sees the guy slapping the shit out of this other guy, and he freaks out. <laughs> and he's like, oh, shit. He drops his luggage, and he runs across the bridge to, to get to the guy. And by the time he gets there, it's just the guy that was getting slapped, and he looks inside the train, and... The guy is in the train. Train to Busan dad is yeah. in the train. The recruiter. Waving to he him. He recruits people for the squid game. And then the yeah. train goes off. And, and he, he kind of waves to him. He and, turns around yeah. to the guy who's getting slapped and he shoves him up against the wall. And he's like, never, never, ever, ever, <laughs> pretty much. And he takes the card from him. Yeah, yeah. So He's like, what are you doing? I mean, the guy doesn't know. Yeah. The guy doesn't know, but he's just like paranoid. He's like, you don't want to go through what I went through. Yeah. And here's where it gets interesting. Go ahead. So he takes the card from the guy, and he goes to the airport. And he's on the phone with him. With, he's on the phone with his daughter, I'm assuming. And he gets off the phone, and he looks at the card, and he... And I'm like, what are you doing? I know. You were out. You were already I out. I know, right? So he calls the number, and... It's like, do you wish to play the game? And he is like, if you wish to play the game. And he says, I have a certain set of skills. I will find you. No, no, he doesn't say it. It says, if you wish to play the game, leave your name and your, state your name and your birthday. And so he does. And I'm like, oh, what are you doing? What are you doing? And he says, this is my name. This is my birthday. We are not horses. And We are not cattle. Right. I am not cattle. Yeah. Right. And what's interesting is they tell him over the phone, you need to whatever 
cockamamie ideas you're having right now about coming to find us or whatever the fuck, get rid of that shit and get your ass on that plane. Which which shows right there they're watching him. They're watching him. Even though he's out, they're watching him. And I was like, oh, shit. Mm-hmm. And he turns around like a fucking G with his midlife crisis hair color do <laughs> and just walks back, you know, determined. And, um, you know, that's how it ends. And it was very, just very well made, well acted. I mean, it was just, just first class all around. So we, we I mean, we, we went over spoilers <laughs> already. Uh, but those of you who have just arrived right now that are watching, we highly recommend you guys definitely check out uh, Squid Game. You're going to end up binging it just like we did. It's very well done. Very well done. Uh, anything else about... Uh, oh, here we go. Eric, what's going on? Eric's in the house. He likes the cameos on there. Oh, what was interesting is we came across a video that was talking about secrets and Easter eggs. Totally went over my head. Uh, is that when they play the first... Well, for, well, well, the real name of this character is, is it? Oh, uh, I, don't, I don't have it. Up Ilnam. What's it? It's, uh, here it is. I got it right here. Hold on. <clears throat> this is where I need Eric. There he is. Oinam or Oilnam. I think I'm saying it wrong. I apologize, but that actually translates for one, right? One man. One. Uh, what is it? One man. Or one man or something like that. What's interesting is, uh, with the secrets and Easter eggs, is during this game right here, the red light, green light, if you notice when the robot is scanning people that are moving, it doesn't scan him. And that blew my mind. It does not scan the old man. (laughs) And I was like, holy shit. It just goes around him and scans everybody else to see who's moving so that person could could get shot. I didn't know there was clues. There was actually clues the area where they were all standing right here, on the walls, you could see clues to what each game is going to be. That blew my mind as well. So there's just all kinds of little Easter eggs and things and secrets. If you look for them, you might be able to figure stuff out. Were there any others? Uh, Easter egg <clears throat> secrets. Uh, some of the deaths were uh, foreshadowed. Yes, some of the deaths were foreshadowed. <laughs> That's right, yeah. Let's see here. Um, that was it, though, right? In terms of a, that, that stood out in terms of secrets and Easter eggs. I'm sure you guys will probably find more if you uh, look for them. But yeah, there was some definitely some cool Easter eggs shit you guys can discover in secrets that we that I totally went over my head. Uh, but now oh. let's get to the real reason I'm sure everybody's here. Now oh. it's in the title. <clears throat> It's in the description. It's right it, It's right here. Spoiler talk for Venom 2. If you don't want to hear spoilers, go watch the movie and come back later, okay? Because I see people showing up in chat right now and they're saying, I haven't seen Venom 2 yet. It's in the title. <laughs> spoilers, okay? It's in the title. It's in the description. It's right here. So if you guys don't want to hear Venom 2 spoilers... You know, if you don't want to hear them, you know, enjoy the movie or go watch the movie and then come back. All right. But we're, go- we're going to get into it. We wanted to get into it uh, <laughs> on our review, but we didn't have time to because we, we ran out of time. All right. Venom <clears throat> 2 Electric Boogaloo. <clears throat> All right. <laughs> Entertainingly bad? I guess. 
like 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 we said, uh, comedy of the year. You know, like we said in our review, you have to re- you have to approach this movie as a comedy. If you if you're looking for a serious, dark, violent, gritty Venom movie with carnage in it, you're not going to get it. That doesn't mean it's not entertaining enough. Like you won't find some entertainment. But if that's what you're looking for, you're probably going to be pissed off. <laughs> okay, I'm just want to let you guys know. Uh, we actually gave it a an average rating. You gave it an average rating. Uh-huh. Uh, you found it to be entertaining, but dumb. <clears throat> it was at the same time. Listen, listen. I gave it a <clears throat> I gave it a, a three point three. I think out of five. I said it was a little bit above average in terms of just in terms of just <clears throat> blind entertainment. You get some goofy moments. You get some over-the-top moments. Uh, but in terms of what people really wanted to see, I think a lot of fans... Like I said, there's people that enjoy this movie and think it's great. I think that's great. Mm-hmm. But there's a lot of fans pissed. There's a lot of fans pissed because they're calling this movie now Venom, Let There Be Minimum Carnage. <laughs> There's not maximum carnage. There's not a lot of carnage. There's a little bit of carnage here. So you just we just want to warn you. Like if you're going in expecting carnage to to have a decapitated head, after holding it up and throwing it at the cops, laughing. If that's what you want to see, you're not going to get this. This is a PG-13 movie. Okay, here we go. Brolacon. SNES's maximum carnage had more violence. And we mentioned that in our review, that we that we found this movie, at best, to be big, dumb fun. And that's us being generous. Uh, but we didn't hate it. But a lot of people hate this movie, okay? They hate it. It's making a lot of money, which is cool for the filmmakers. And, you know, we like Andy Circus, But... You know, the big over-the-top acting from Woody Harrelson and the, the, the character of Francis. This kind of, you know, I, I felt, you know what this movie feels like to me? This feels like a late 90s, early 2000s comic book movie. That's what this feels like. <laughs> I was getting Batman Forever vibes. You know, I was that. that's what this felt like to me, okay? Did you feel... I mean, we were glad that the movie was short and sweet and to the point. Like, we were happy the movie was 90 minutes because we're tired of every single movie that comes out has to be over two hours. Mm. Like, not every single movie has to be over two hours. But did you feel watching this that um, things were cut to make it a shorter running time? Did you feel like there was actually more, but the potential of more character development? Well... Like I said, I didn't, I didn't, like, the first movie, I felt like a shit ton was cut. Okay. Like, okay. I, I felt like that was just, like, what the fuck. I thought maybe in the third act, uh-huh. something felt like it was missing. Okay. But aside yeah. from that, not really. Okay. I don't, I don't, I'm not sure, what, I can't put my finger on it, what it was in the third act. It did feel like there was some fast editing in terms of, like, oh, we're here now, but nothing, nothing that annoyed us. You know what I mean? Nothing that we were like confused. Yeah, we still could tell what's happening in the story. Like I felt like the fr- I said this in the in the in the review for the first like in the in our spoiler free review. Yeah, the first movie I felt like it needed a total reworking. I I felt like 
I hated the first movie. I, I right. didn't. I didn't hide my feelings for the first movie. I at all. did like, too. I had issues with like, it. Like I. I I I just I can't stand the first movie. I didn't right. find it funny. I didn't I felt like the movie just didn't work. It was too flawed to to be like a coherent film. I didn't I didn't find it amusing. I didn't find it funny. I felt like it was missing too much to be coherent at all. Yeah. And like it failed as a buddy buddy film. It failed as as an action movie. It failed as, you know, uh I just didn't. I just didn't think it worked. I felt like it needed to be rewritten. Parts of it was entertaining, but overall it was disappointing. But what's funny is how we, how people, how some people, not everyone, feel about this movie, and they're really pissed off. Kind of how we felt about the first movie. <laughs> but like I mentioned, like I mentioned in our review, is now that we're introduced to the odd couple world of Venom with shenanigans, seeing it in this movie. It didn't really bother me as much, and we're kind of we've seen this world. This is the world they're going with, so let's see what happens. So that's why we probably don't hate this movie as much as other people do. But it's by no means this is a movie that's great or worth defending. But we're here to talk spoilers. All right, so let's get into it here. So Venom, let there be carnage. Eddie Brock attempts to reignite his career by interviewing serial killer Cletus Cassidy who becomes the host of the symbio carnage and escapes prison after a failed execution. Directed by Andy Serkis, starring Michelle Williams, Woody Harris, Harrelson, excuse me, Naomi Harris, Tom Hardy, and the rest. Blah, 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 blah. Okay. All right. So, again, the big overacting, which a lot of people, from the villains, a lot of people could kind of look at that as cringeworthy. I think that's what Andy Serkis was going for. Clearly. Uh, I think that's what he was trying to do. Yeah. I don't think this was a phoned-in performance. I know a lot of people said they were disappointed with uh, Woody's performance. I don't think Woody performed bad. I think Woody performed good. I just think they didn't give him a lot to do. Uh, you know, they didn't give him a lot to work with. The, the most sinister thing, in my opinion, that he did was stomp a mud hole in some guy's head after robbing him at a gas station. That's about it. But this movie feels like, oh, this really needed to be rated R, it, man. You know, I, it, feel, it feels neutered. You know what this movie feels like? This feels like you watch the TV edit. It really did. That's what this feels did, like. And, you know, for it being a bunch of, of symbiotes... For being two, well, one and a half symbiotes, because Carnage is barely a symbiote in this film. Yeah, he's he's a half a symbiote. Like he's, I still don't understand how this works. Like listening to his original backstory, he's supposed to be an offspring of Venom, and in this film, he's literally a drop of Venom's blood. Right. Which is basically just he's, he's mixed in. He's with... a drop of Eddie Brock's blood. With Venom mixed in. Right, right. Which somehow becomes Carnage after it mixes in, after <laughs> Cassidy swallows it and then gets mixed with yes. with, with death Su juice. Yes, science That's how happens. he becomes Carnage, which I still don't <laughs> fucking understand it. Anyway. Anyway, anyway. So he's, he's barely Carnage as far as I'm concerned. Right. So... So the begin for, for them being yeah. two symbiotes, right? They barely touch each other, and it's like, but they're 
they're aliens. Right. Why aren't right. they allowed to go at it? I don't understand how come they're not allowed to, like, hurt each other. They feel so neutered. Yeah. It's it's so absurd why they can't just, like, you know? Yeah. It's, it's so dumb. It's it's so irritating. It's so, like, I, I know I'm spoiled by the Suicide Squad. I, I get it. I yeah. am thoroughly ruined by that film and how and how brutally violent it was but yeah. this movie felt like a disney plus chant like a disney plus it felt film. like a tv edit it was just especially with the prison break there's moments during that there's edits during the prison break where you're going to be like wait did that person just die like mm. what happened yeah um and you know but here's the thing so the end of the first movie remember they make a deal right he becomes the lethal protector Right at the very end, we are venom, and he bites the motherfuckers, the criminal's brain, who is robbing uh, the the lady's shop. Right, so some of you might be pissed off because that's how the last movie ended. So this movie, he's not the lethal protector; he calls himself the lethal protector, but Eddie basically is like, no, 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 you don't eat anybody's brains. I've changed my mind. You don't even eat villains' brains. You can have some chicken brains. You can have some chickens, but you can't eat anybody's brains. So that might be disappointing for some people because majority of the first movie is the odd couple syndrome, right? You know, them arguing uh, constantly back and forth. Now, keep in mind, the positives of this is Tom Hardy's performance is great. Tom Hardy is very, very good in this. He's very good in this movie. But uh, if you're expecting vigilante, lethal protector, venom, going after bad guys and eating their brains, you're not going to get that in this movie. <laughs> until the very end. Until the very end of the movie, which we're going to get to. So, again, the odd couple shenanigans, some of it's funny. Some of it's cringe, some of it's not so funny, but there are funny moments. And it, it comes down to, you know, Tom Hardy's performance. He's kind of the glue. I think if it was if you get a generic actor who really couldn't pull this off, this movie would be even worse, I think. Uh, but Tom Hardy does the best that he can. He commits to the character and, and does does the best that he can to to make it work. But they have a falling out. <laughs> they, have, they have an argument. You're nothing without me, Eddie. And, hey, you know, I'm Eddie Brock. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you're making me breakfast around there. Eddie Brock, Eddie Brock, Eddie Brock. You know what I'm saying? And then so they have a, you know, the authentic Tom Hardy impression right there, right? <laughs> so they have a falling out. You know, fuck Eddie Brock. Fuck this guy, man. He's nothing without me. He's just a loser. Blah, 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 blah. So they have a falling out. So Eddie, so so Brock, you know, oh, excuse me, Venom leaves Eddie after they have kind of a kind of hilarious fight uh, in the in the apartment complex, and he leaves. He ends up fucking up his bike and all that stuff. Uh, but again, just not to skip over too much. Earlier we had, you know, our boy uh, Cletus Cassidy here, uh, played by Woody. And go ahead and you want to talk about that. The, the, that whole plot synopsis there. Which part from the beginning, or? Uh, well, uh, we'll just okay, okay. So basically, he calls on just like the end of the first movie, the end credit scene, right, where Brock shows in, 
Uh, I mean, Brock comes in to visit Cletus. Cletus requests him and uh, to do an interview, right? So he he basically says, "I want you to print this in the newspaper, and uh, if you do this for me, then I will give you my secrets of my life and why I'm crazy and all that stuff." So he prints a message. Uh, in the newspaper, and the message is for his lo- the love of his life, Francis uh, Shriek here. Basically kind of giving her the heads up that he's going to break out and he's going to break her out, basically. Uh, in the cell, Cletus's cell, Venom notices, uh, s- starts picking up clues here, and Venom kind of helps Eddie Brock. This is way before the fallout, and try to figure out, you know, clues and try to try to figure out what you know what what is Cletus really up to here and I I was actually happy later in the movie when uh, Venom you know when Venom does leave Eddie Brock Eddie Brock's a journalist so I was actually kind of happy that you do get a moment where Eddie Brock actually starts figuring some shit out on his own Mm. because the way the movie was coming out it was just like he was like a Literally nothing. <laughs> like, like Venom was doing everything, so it was kind of nice to see Eddie do his, you know, what he's known for, and figure out some clues as well. We do not get a lot of backstory on Cletus. It's kind of shown quickly in an animated uh, presentation when uh, Cletus sends him this card. Here, you get like a you get a little backstory at the very beginning when they're younger, right? And then you get the animated. Right. And you get the little animation, and then that's about it. Yeah. And then you all, you get a little exposition at the very end when he's talking <laughs> about his grandmother and his mother yeah. that all abused him. And then right. that's it. <laughs> so this is another thing that some fans are pissed off about. Um, the Cletus Cassidy is carnage. Carnage. And, and to go, to, t- to steal lines from Terminator... You can't reason with it. <laughs> what is it? What is this? You can't bargain you with can't it. You can't bargain with it. Sorry. You can't reason with it. And it will absolutely, it will not stop until you are dead. That's what fans have said Carnage is supposed to be. They tried to give you the sympathetic angle. Like, oh, he's abused. Mm. And he just wants a friend. So are you supposed to feel sorry <laughs> for the mass murderer? That came out of nowhere. And that came out of nowhere. And I think <laughs> I think fans are probably like, no, carn- there's no, carnage is carnage. He will cut off a guy's head, hold it up to the cops, and go bowling with the head. Well, and laugh about it. And in this in this version, also for, for some reason, in this version, they try to give you some kind of sympathetic angle. Well, and also in this version, he's also he. His motivation is his his girlfriend slash wife shriek, and they also go so far as to not even have him bond with Carnage. They're not fully bonded like Eddie and Venom are bonded. And they say we when they talk. They say we. Right. You notice Carnage in the movie says I. Right. They are not fully yeah. bonded. Yeah. So at any given time, Carn- uh, uh, Carnage will just take over and just do his own thing. And Shriek, as you know, shrieks. She apparently is a mutant, and she has a very large, like a very loud projectile voice. 
And when she shrieks, she fucks up Carnage. And he says at one point, if she does that again, I'm going to rip her face off. Now, imagine if it was rated R, how much entertaining that would be, you know? Right. But shut that fucking bitch up. Right. And (laughs) at one point, she does it again, and he takes over, and he attacks her. Right. And, and... Cassidy's like, dude, what are you doing? Stop it. That's my yeah. wife. Cut it out. Yeah. And so that's the angle that they're going for in the third act. And this is where the third act really, I guess that's, that, that's where I thought that the, the movie falls apart. It's, and that's where the third, the third act is good and terrible at the same time. Yeah. yeah. The third act, you have this really great fight between Venom and Carnage yeah. where you the special sh- effects you, are beautiful. You get a showdown. You get this really yeah. interesting fight where, this bell, this church bell is going off. It goes, it's going ding, ding, back and forth. And it's taking a long time for it to, to go back and, and forth. And it's fucking both of them up. So you get this, you get this, these moments yeah. where the bell is going ding and the symbiotes retreat back into their hosts. Right. And so it's, it, it literally goes from the symbiotes being out of being actual symbiotes and them fighting as the symbiotes. And as soon as the bell tolls, they retreat into the bodies, into the human bodies, and so it then becomes Tom Hardy and Woody Harrelson, and then they start fighting each other. Yeah. And as soon as the reverberations and the sound stops, the symbiotes come back out, and then they start fighting as the symbiotes. Yeah. It's a great visual. Yeah. And yeah. again, the special mm-hmm. effects look fantastic on mm-hmm. the screen. And so this fight is going on, and unfortunately, somewhere in between this fight, Michelle Williams has been kidnapped because Carnage and and Cassidy have decided to have this plot where Cassidy wants to hurt uh, Brock Brock, and Shriek wants revenge on the cop. Yeah, because the cop is who shot her when she was young, blah, blah, blah. Right. And uh, (laughs) nice, nice shot there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, so... They're they're all tied and they want to get and they want to get married. They're getting married during all this. It's Red like, wedding. Yes, it's very convoluted. <laughs> Again, it's that shit stupidity at its finest. Who and, said romance is dead? Yeah. That is the acting in this. I'm yes. not. I'm not over exaggerating. Right. So all of this. So is if going you're okay on, with that. You might find entertainment. All of this is going on, and this this really nice visual fight is going on. And yeah. again, this is where it all just goes to hell in a handbasket yeah and this is where i was like oh what are we doing um shriek ends up outside of the church trying to she's trying to kill the cop right and brock uh venom and carnage are fighting yeah while they're turning in and out of venom and and carnage and blah 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 (laughs) and at one point carnage grabs uh ann yeah and he, this he was grabs so, the, with his this was so bad. Grabs her, pulls her out of the church in front of Shriek. Yeah. Shriek looks up. Now, Shriek, keep in mind, is the one who kidnapped Anne in the first place. Yeah. As bait. Yes. Now, Shriek was like, oh, it'd be a shame to hurt you, love. Okay. But yeah. still, she's the whole, crazy. The she's whole, she's crazy. fucking psycho. Okay. <laughs> Shriek looks up at yeah. Anne, who's all tentacle hentai yeah. out right and she goes you this is going too far my love really i was in the theater like this is so fucking dumb man. what character she should be yelling character, finish her off character 180 much that was that was bad there's no defending that that was fucking horrible 
You're, we're going too far. Three minutes earlier, I'm gonna kill the fucking cop. Die. It was awful. three minutes later. It was like the what writing. Did you do it? The writing. Now, Jesus granted, Christ. The writing has been just like borderline trash. Okay, but this was just like okay. I I have I have suffered a lot through this film. For the benefit of okay, and entertained as well. But yeah, it's right. like okay, I will, I will go with it because I appreciate that this is dumb. But <laughs> damn, that was just the absolute worst. That okay. was really bad. That almost ruined the end finale. That almost ruined it. I'm like, really? What? What is happening? You know? And and so I, I think she shrieks again, or I don't remember if she shrieked again and that fucked with him or whatever happened. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, obviously, Anne survived and everybody, you know, she the bell fe- the bell fell on her right, and she died. Poetic justice. But let's lead. I, I, we're missing a lot of stuff. I was trying to lead up to the finale here. We'll get back to the finale in a second. Let's rewind a little bit here, okay? So I know during my review, some of you were asking, "Man, I wonder what really made him laugh and." convulse and looked like he was having a stroke in the theater and Lady Fabblood was checking on him. It was because the acting was so over the top. So you have you, you have Venom here uh, breaking out of prison, right? So he turns into Tasmanian Devil. Okay. Well, before that, he, he, he kind of fucks up guards, but it was hard to tell how he was fucking them up. Again, we're watching the PG TV edit version. And this is another good reason of... Here's another good good example of why this needed to be R. You have this sequence right here where he picks up the guard, he places him, he shoves him against the wall, right? And they're looking at him, he's mugging at him, he's mugging him, right? And the guy goes, please don't, I have a family, right? And then, what do you expect to happen out of that, right? Whoosh, disemboweled, drawn and quartered. Right? The head off. Something, right? Eat some motherfucking brains, right? No, he just sticks his uh, tongue in his mouth and takes the tongue back out. That's it. And just drops him. And you feel like, were there supposed to be sound effects there? That he's eating his insides? Like, it was just like, there you go. Nice little French kiss. And you're done. And then he moved. And it's just like this. Come on, man. Come on. This was my issue with the movie. Despite being entertained, believe it or not, in a bad movie way, I was entertained, believe it or not, by the movie. Uh, but yeah, it was just like, you know, I have a family, don't. Give me that. Give me that tongue, baby. Right? Oh, no. But this is what made me die laughing hysterically. So... He does a Tasmanian devil. We have a carnage tornado, which kind of fucks up the whole prison. During this huge CGI set piece, carnage turns into a fucking tornado, right? It's like huge, big deal, right? Inside the tornado, <laughs> he has the warden. And it's so ridiculously looking. It looks so ridiculous in Woody's overacting. And what he says here, I was losing it. So, huge set piece. Tornado. Twister, right? And all of a sudden, he goes, You got any last words, Warden? And that's exactly how he said it. I was in the theater like this. I was watching. And he says that line, and I go... 
she was like, are you okay? Like, I lost it. I completely lost it. You got any last words, Warden? Oh, my God. You think I'm overacting? No, that is exactly how he says it in the movie. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. So, again, blue balls. We're getting blue balls here. And then we're getting hilariosity moments here. Right? And, oh, don't think we're skipping on this scene. So, when it gets just to show how just bonkers this movie is for better or for worse uh did you know venom goes to a rave <laughs> oh my god oh my god if you're not laughing right now what's wrong with you what is wrong with you okay venom when he has his fallen out with eddie brock he goes to a rave, and I was so fucking scared that Venom was going to break out in a rap. If Venom started rapping, I would have given this movie zero stars. Or five. Or five. I don't, I don't know. It's one of those movies, man, right? So, yeah, he goes up there and just kind of rants about Eddie, and the crowd takes it as inspirational speech. And... uh Venom does a mic drop, you guys. Venom does mic drop. And he says, lethal protector out. Lethal protector out. And then he drops the mic. What, son? What y'all know about Venom? Huh? Right? Because in a Carnage movie, <laughs> Carnage in it, right? I know what y'all really wanted. Y'all wanted Venom Lethal protector out, mic drop. <laughs> Woo! Oh my god. Woo! Oh shit. So anyway, I man, I wanted to make sure we did not skip all of that. <laughs> but again, you know, them trying to give him a sympathetic angle, I think, was a mistake. He should have been mass murdering. Like, tons of people. And even though he had... Venom kind of really... I mean, Carnage really only really had three big set pieces. Big set pieces. He breaks out of the prison, do some French kissing, and then he kind of destroys some police vehicles and stuff like that. I actually did like Carnage's roar. I liked his roar. That was kind of fun. Uh, but yeah, let, I just want to make sure we didn't skip the... Any last questions, Warden? Or any last words, Warden? I want to make sure you miss that. But now, again, like you were saying, Lady Fabulous was saying, the showdown was entertaining. It was definitely, in my opinion, more satisfying than the showdown in the first movie, which I was just extremely bored uh, with the showdown in the first film. This was a lot more uh, satisfying. I did enjoy when uh, before he uh, goes and fights Carnage. What did he say? He says something about time to die. Oh yeah, right. And then, <laughs> he's like, That's the spirit. He's like, I was talking about us. Yeah, he's like, I was talking about us. That was hilarious. That was hilarious because he was like, "Fuck this!" It was a, it was a red one. We don't want to mess with that. Uh, so you know, they you know, with every PG thirteen movie, you're allowed one decapitation and one fuck. 
So they saved that fuck for the very end, and I enjoyed it. You know, he's like, fuck this guy. You know, bites and eats Cletus's brains, and then uh, sucks in the, the rest of the red symbiote. I don't know what, what happens after that in terms of the comic lore. Uh, but yeah, that was kind of fun. But let's get to the, the big scene here. Let's see here. So, uh, Eddie and Venom are out. They have a moment on the beach. And Venom, <laughs> Venom <laughs> expresses his, his love for Eddie, <laughs> which was kind of funny. Eddie's reaction was kind of funny. He kind of laughed at that. He's like, I know, did you just say you just love me? You know, it was kind of funny. Uh, but uh, they're in this hotel room. And I'll let you explain. Go ahead. What happens next? Oh, well... Venom was pretty much explaining that they have a collective intelligence, the symbiotes do, and Eddie could not, he could not understand, he would not be able to, his pea brain would not be able to understand, right. it would it would blow his tiny little mind, like right. a fraction of it, and Eddie's like, well, try me, and he's like, okay, I will, I will give you a taste, and so yeah. he goes to show him, and all of a sudden the room starts to shake and it kind of kind of like twitches a little bit yeah. and Eddie and Venom are kind of like whoa what the hell was that and Venom's like uh they're both kind of like whoa I don't know and the TV flashes they look at the TV and you hear J Jonah Jameson right talking about the spider menace right and ta da yeah, and then Venom goes up there and he goes, this guy, and he licks the screen, which is definitely a, a, a cool Venom thing to do. And uh, finally, uh, it's been talk for five billion years, and it looks like it was never going to happen, but the fact that they even had this scene here is the reason why fans are calling that this scene is the best part of the movie, even though it's in the, in the credits, uh, because finally... We get at least a, you know, a, a confirmation that uh, Venom will uh, meet up with Spidey in the future. Now, remember, he's Lethal Protector, so Spider-Man basically is being shown here on the news as a menace, as a villain. So he's going to do his Lethal Protector thing and uh, go after Spider-Man. Now, will Venom make an appearance in the next Spider-Man movie? Is that too many villains uh, in that movie? Uh, I, I hope he doesn't just show up in that movie and kind of be wasted. Uh, maybe they should build to their confrontation. But there, and and a, a lot of fans are excited uh, for the possibilities of Venom finally throwing down with Spider-Man. But the problem is, is now because of this movie, there's not going to be the Venom and Spider-Man team up against Carnage because Carnage is dead. <laughs> well, at least Cletus is dead. So it's kind of like, um, you know, maybe they shouldn't have killed Cletus and he just got arrested. And then you can do whatever you want with the character later, but he's dead. Uh, so I don't know if that's even going to happen now. Um, but they alluded to this character. This is the cop. His eyes started to glow. A lot of fans are saying that this is, he will become Toxin, which is another symbiote. There's a lot of fan theories going around in this. Uh, so let me know in the comments below what you guys think this character is going to be. The problem is, is I don't think people care. 
<laughs> That's the problem. <clears throat> uh, Shriek just kind of felt like a throwaway villain to me. Uh, Carnage, even though Woody did the best with what he was given uh, to do, he did the best with what he was with what he had to work with. And you do get some great visuals of Carnage, and you and you get some fun Carnage moments. But Carnage is neutered. Hmm. He's kind of neutered in this. And another good example, what I wanted to show was, at the end, he's throwing like these darts at Venom. Venom's getting kind of stabbed. Later, Venom's walking on his, on his you know, he's kind of crawling. And Carnage is stabbing through his, his hands. I think he kind of stabs through his chest a little bit. And then you get this weird, odd moment. And this is what I, I, I mentioned in the review but I couldn't really go into detail. He picks up Venom, throws him against the wall, right? Makes a, uh, you know, he can, his, you know, he can form blades and knives and stuff, right? He basically goes to shank and stab Venom up against the wall, and they cut away. And I'm like, why? <laughs> Why? It's an alien stabbing another fucking alien. That shouldn't be violent. It's an alien symbiote stabbing another alien symbiote. Why would you cut away from that? It's so annoying. <laughs> so, so you have that bullshit, but then at the same time you have time to die, which was hilarious. Mm. So that's why this movie for us, everyone's different. There's people that love this movie, people hate this movie. That's why for us, this is in the middle. Mm. <laughs> because you do get entertaining moments, but then you do get cringe and, and, and just odd, like, why moments. Uh, and, you know, I, like I said, I gave it like a 3.3, I think. And it's a little bit above average in terms of entertainment. But, you know, it's it's such a interesting experiment but here's the thing a lot of people uh yes yes <laughs> avp is better each other yeah at least they stabbed each other so they got there was some alien decapitations at least uh, but the thing is is you know everyone's has their fingers crossed as well as we do we would love to see Spider-Man versus Venom done right, because in our opinion, it wasn't done right in Spider-Man 3, even though Spider-Man 3 has its fans. Even though you have, even though you, you can like Spider-Man 3, that's fine to each his own, but come on now. They didn't do Venom right in that movie either, okay? And Eddie Brock, I hated that fucking character played by, was it Topher Grace? Mm. Fucking hated him. Eddie Brock, Daily Bugle. I mean, it's fucking horrible with him coming out of the thing, him coming out of the venom, uh, uh, you know, symbiote, and going, "I'm so disappointed in you, Parker." I mean, just fuck off, seriously, fuck off, uh, Spider-Man Three Venom, seriously. Mm. So we don't get that in here. We get kind of a odd couple buddy cop Venom, which is not for everyone's taste. So we do have our fingers crossed for the future. Uh, hopefully, it's fucking dope, man. I want to be there. I want to pay my ticket and be there. And see them on the screen and see them fight and maybe team up in the future. I Fingers crossed. I hope it turns out well. I really do. Despite this movie, I hope it comes out well. But, 
I don't know. <laughs> should we? Should we? Is it okay to hope, but not be too excited? I wouldn't be. Right. I'm. I wouldn't be at this rate. It's Sony. Yeah. It, it is Sony. I'm just gonna show this one more time. <laughs> like I said, this movie. This movie was so fucking dumb. <laughs> This this like I I I, always, I give I give Aquaman grief for being one of the dumbest movies I've ever seen, but it was it was still entertaining. Yeah, yeah. And it, it at least yeah. you know it's got to be entertaining. If it's dumb, it's, it still has to be entertaining for us to give it a pass. Yeah, but, it's when it's not entertaining is when we get pissed but the, off. This movie at least this this movie was so bad that at least. It was so bad. It's good in a lot of ways, but like I said, I yeah. I didn't find myself laughing at a lot of the jokes, <laughs> which is odd because usually bad comedies irritate the shit out of me. Right, right. But for some reason, the tone, the bizarrity of it all, it was almost like a Gods of Egypt, except <laughs> Gods of Egypt was so far up its own ass. Yeah, Gods of Egypt thought it was going to be great. Right. Yeah, it's different. This, this it's it's because of Tom. Yeah. It's because of Tom's performance. Yeah. He goes all in. He's like, this is the goofy shtick I'm a part of. Fuck it. Let me do the best that I can to give a great performance and have fun. Right. Playing both characters. He's arguing with himself. <laughs> you know, and you do get, you can get some entertainment out of that. But did the, does, do these characters deserve better? Of course, of course they do. Um, I, I would love to see Carnage. Hold up a de- decapitated head and throw it like a grenade at at police and laugh. I mean, I think that would be the only reason why I'm mentioning is that I'm mentioning that is that happened. Yeah, <laughs> in the comic. Like I think I think this would have I think this would have done better as a dark comedy with yeah. violence. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. if you had thrown a, an R rating on this and again had this been more brutal and yeah, yeah. You know, but and in comparison, actually, you know, Iron Wolf has a good point here. If uh, in comparison, as of right now, Morbius does look like a more of a serious movie than this one. But hopefully, Morbius is good. Hopefully, Morbius doesn't feel like this movie where it feels like a TV edit because they can't, even though it's a fucking vampire, gotta be PG thirteen. You know what I mean? I, I hope I would I would love Morbius to be R rated. But here's the thing. Suicide Squad, as much as we were entertained by it, did not do well in theaters. Most likely, I don't know if DC is going to take risks now with R-rated comic book properties. You know what I mean? They may not do that now. And the thing is, is this movie made a lot of money. So why would they make Morbius R-rated? That was still... no, Why would they make Blade R-rated? Well, and that's the thing. That's right? the other thing to consider. Even though that, it needs to be R-rated. That's the other thing to consider. <laughs> Su- the Suicide Squad, that was that was Warner Brothers and DC's fault for putting that to HBO and right. simultaneously releasing it to the theater. Right, right. And Sony is still in partial conjunction with Marvel DC right now. So yeah. they can't do a rated R film. Right. They can't have anything R-rated right now. Right. That's why Blade isn't going to be R-rated. They can't yeah. do it. So it's almost like we're in a catch-22. So yeah. the Suicide Squad would have done better if they hadn't done the HBO deal. So that yeah. was their fucking fault, which... Right. Stupid. Stupid! <laughs> yeah. You know? No shit! No shit! It didn't make money. Yeah. You know? It's yeah. like, obviously. Yeah. 
and unfortunately, as long as you're selling your soul to Satan Disney, you're you're never going to get an R-rated film. Unfortunately, that's just how it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think we've ranted enough yes. about uh, Venom Two Electric Boogaloo. Yes. Uh, a lot of people hate it. A lot of people love it. And uh, there's probably some rare few that are like us. It we're is like we're in the middle on it. Profoundly stupid. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, but yeah, uh, let us know in the comments below what you guys thought of Squid Game and uh, Venom. Let there be minimum carnage. And uh, let us know. Give us your honest thoughts. Did you love it? Did you hate it? Do you think it was overrated or underrated? Let us know. I'd like to thank all our badass channel members for supporting us and our Patreon members. Thank you so much for supporting the channel. You guys fucking rock as usual. Don't forget tonight, uh, join us again, 6 p.m. Pacific time. We're going to talk about Halloween H2O 20 years later. We're going to discuss that film because tis the motherfucking season, son. That's right. And uh, we may review some old school horror films tomorrow. Maybe. Maybe. We, we might. Maybe. Same bat time, same bat channel. It depends Maybe. on my schedule tomorrow. Yeah, it depends on her schedule. We might We might do it. We watched some old school fun movies recently that it would be fun to talk about with you guys tomorrow. Get some more horror-related content on the channel. And don't forget, Versus this week is coming as well, Thursday. And we will have a, another special guest will show up, uh, unless he's extremely busy and he pulls out. Uh, but yeah, you guys are awesome. Thanks again for hanging out with us and watching us rant. That's right. And don't forget to subscribe and like the video and hit the notification bell. Ring-a-ding-ding. The Red Wedding. Who said romance is dead? Okay. Take care, guys. Okay. <laughs>